0: What's up, everyone? This is your boy, Big Norm, and this is the Everyday Norm Podcast. Now, let's get this started. Yes! This is how I am feeling today. This is the Everyday Norm Show with your boy, Big norms. Want to welcome everyone to the show today. I hope you are having a great day today. We are going to have a glorious time. Yes, thank you, Bobby Roode, WWE Star, with his theme music, Glorious Domination. I want to welcome everyone to the show once again, the Everyday Norm podcast, back for another edition. A lot been going on this week. A lot been going on this week. So thank you, uh, thank you Mr. Bobby Roode. I appreciate all the love from the WWE Universe for helping me open up today's show Welcome everyone, this is the Everyday Norm Podcast, I'm your host Big Norm, aka Norm Dizzle And for my friends at work, you can call me Chef Boyar Norm um, Today is a very special day for me ladies and gentlemen Uh, First and foremost I want to say this is the day that the Lord has made I will rejoice and be glad in it thank God for allowing me to see another day now as I said today is a very special day today because ladies and gentlemen today today is my 20th wedding anniversary yes my wife and I have been together on this day for 20 glorious years And I want to spend a special shout out to my beautiful wife, Pam. She is uh, working right now. And I want to say thank you for all the many years of putting up with me. Thank you for all the years of loving me, supporting me in my best and my worst. I wouldn't trade the world for you. And I thank God for each for you each and every day. So we are celebrating 20 years today. Every one of you uh, wishing happy anniversary wishes. Now, uh, I want to thank everyone for supporting the show, supporting the podcast, the show Everyday Norm Show on YouTube and Instagram, the Everyday Norm podcast on Facebook and Twitter. Now, um, I want to thank uh, thank everyone who supported the uh, special edition on last Thursday. Uh, on Facebook, did a live show on my personal page Had a good time, had a good time Did a little Q&A, played a little buy and sell um, Had a good time and I will be doing that again I'm not exactly sure when But I will be doing another episode uh, real, real soon But today's episode, ladies and gentlemen uh, I want to talk about the midterm elections going on in the country Particularly Georgia, That's where I'm. that's where I live So the midterm elections are upon us, ladies and gentlemen. And I, like I said, I always want to use my platform to educate, to inform, to motivate in one of you. And so that is my goal for today. Now, these are the midterm elections coming up. Um, If I'm correct, the midterm election, actual election day is, uh, voting day is November 6th of 2018. And there are several uh, government elected positions that are um, being voted on this year. Of course, we know about the gubernatorial race between uh, Brian Kemp, Republican Brian Kemp, and Stacey Abrams, Democratic candidate. That is the one that many people will be watching. However, there are other positions that I wanna make you all aware of uh, that um, you should be, informed about because many times we we hear about the governor election well, a lot of times we don't hear about the other positions that are being uh voted on decided on um during the course of the governor because that takes the president precedent over um uh, in their respective state but i want to go down the list of a few um positions that will be uh decided as well as the gubernatorial Race, um, And if you want uh, any more information other than what I'm giving please go to uh, the state website, georgia.gov. That is Georgia spelled out dot G-O-V. And do your own search and look up uh, any more information you want to know that I may not give you on today's uh, podcast. But now we have the governor's race, Brian Kemp and Stacey Abrams. We have lieutenant governor with Democratic Sarah Riggs, uh, Amico Uh, Going against Republican Jeff Duncan For the Attorney General We have the Republican incumbent Attorney General uh, um, Sam Owens, And a Democrat has not yet been declared As far as a direct uh, running Against the Attorney General incumbent Um, That could change at any time Secretary of State Republican incumbent Gary Black Versus Democratic Fred Swan Commissioner of Agriculture the republican incumbent is gary black now as far as i know there is no democratic opposition for this position um we have insurance and safety fire commissioner like these are some titles i wasn't even aware of that even existed beyond and this is one of them but we have republican ralph Hutchins uh going against libertarian donnie foster commission of labor We have the Republican incumbent, Mark Butler, with uh, no uh, opposition as of right now, from what I have seen. And the state superintendent of schools, Republican incumbent, Richard Woods. Now, people, I want to stress the importance of getting out and voting. Okay, you've heard the positions, and if you want to hear them again, I'll give them out again later on the show. But also, like I said, go to uh, Georgia.gov for all your... um, Information concerning the candidates involved for each uh, position, each office that is up for grabs this year in the midterm elections. Um, Now, I am not going to tell anyone, either of you, I'm not going to tell any of you who to vote for or who not to vote for. That decision must be determined by you. I would encourage you to read up on all of the candidates, on all the positions, all the offices in your respective state, Georgia, California, uh, Florida, wherever the case may be. And you decide based on what you have accumulated, what you have seen, what you have heard, on what candidate uh, best represents you and the values that you want to see represented in your candidate. Um, now the gubernatorial race for the state of Georgia is very, 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 very important one. We have a, um, African American woman running for the state, uh, governor position, a Democrat who is, uh, has a large fan base who is building a lot of steam, who has a lot of supporters, uh, on the state and national level. And of course, Brian Kemp who I think is currently Secretary of State, who may have had to vacate his position in order to run for governor. But nevertheless, he is running. And uh, the campaign commercials have begun. And I will say so far, I have not seen any real mudslinging. But this is politics, people. So I know that the mudslinging will be coming very, very soon. And this is September and i know they have some i'm pretty sure they'll have maybe a couple of debates um scheduled to air real real soon and i know many people i encourage you to watch those debates see what both of them are saying and uh and also each candidate uh for the gubernatorial race should have their own website uh, um stacy .com and brian kemp and they will also give you further information on uh their uh Platform uh, as far as what they want to do for the state of Georgia, you can find out. Uh, Georgia got dove or other outlets what these candidates have supported and what uh, these candidates have opposed in the course of their political career. Now, once again, I encourage each and every one of you to vote. So, citizens of Georgia, please find out where your voting uh, poll location is for this. Uh, midterm election uh please make sure that you are registered to vote if you are not uh in the state of georgia and you are a georgia resident wherever you may be if you have to cast an absentee ballot please do so i hope i'm not sure the deadline has passed or not but i hope if it is not passed please submit your absentee ballot for either candidate republican or democrat or libertarian whoever the case may be whoever you like please submit your vote the importance is to vote um I'm not stressing on the candidate because I don't know uh, right now. I'm not yet sure who I'm going to vote for, but I am sure who I'm not going to vote for. But nevertheless, I'm going to continue to do my research and I'm going to make my voice heard. And this is your opportunity, people, to make your voice heard with your governor with your sheriff, with your city councilman, with your senator, with your congressman. These are the positions where you can make your voice heard. If you want to change what's going on in the White House, it starts on the lower levels. And this is very, very important, people, because we have a lot going on. And when it comes to politics, politics is a very devious a very cutthroat uh profession and as much as people would like to be honest and straight straight uh straightforward and uh so forth the game of politics itself can change a person they may have good intentions starting out but somewhere being knee deep waist deep neck deep into the field of politics uh it can not everyone but it can change people and it has changed people and we know politics has been around for a long long time so i'm encouraging everyone to vote your conscience if you feel that for example in georgia that brian kemp is the candidate for you and he represents the values that concern you and a candidate then by all means vote your conscience same thing with stacy abrams one thing i will encourage people not to do and i've done an episode on this about uh called political blind loyalty and please check that out uh at your earliest convenience of how people will strictly vote for a candidate primarily because of their political affiliation but not taking the time to find out what the candidate is all about, and I wouldn't recommend anyone to do that. Find out what the candidate stands for, what they stand against, and vote based on that. Um, I know some of you are diehard, loyal Democrats, diehard, loyal libertarians, and Republicans, and if that's your party of choice, then find that's your party of choice, but please remember. Is not necessarily about you But about the entire state And who has the best ideas To really move the state forward And the reason why I say that Because um, We have A notion We have a belief That we can Change Make change And we can But you you have to understand How the change goes about Now You have every right To vote for these Uh, positions that are coming up governor attorney general secretary of state commissioner of agriculture state superintendent of schools you have all those rights and privileges that the constitution that the government has given you and i will not tell you to i will not tell you to not exercise that right because you have that right it's very very important and when you don't vote you throw away that right that you've been given, whether you are black or white, male or female. So if you do not vote for these positions in these election midterm elections, then you can't complain about any of the results, any of the candidates or what they do if they are elected into office, because you had your chance for your voice to be heard, but you elected not to express it. And the reason why I'm saying that is because um on my previous pro- podcast, I mentioned that I was going to talk about something that I really did not want to really discuss because this is going to raise a lot of sand. And I'm not trying to ruffle any feathers, but I told you I'm going to use this little platform that I have to educate, to inform, to empower people. And there is a huge misconception going on in this country um and I'm here to help people understand how this thing that we call politics, how it honestly and truly works. Okay. And when I first found out this information, it really um blew my mind as well. And a lot of people don't know this. Okay. Now we saw what happened in the last election with Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. Donald Trump, as you know, is the current president of the United States. Whether you like him or do not like him, he is the commander in chief. Um, And we talked about and we heard so much controversy about people saying that Donald Trump is not their president. People have said about um, Hillary Clinton winning the popular vote, Donald Trump winning the office despite the popular vote, and people are up in arms about it. Now, let me um, explain to everyone something to each and every one this is the everyday norm podcast and to everyone, this is for everyone. What I'm about, to, the information I'm about to give you applies to everyone in this country. It does not matter that you are black. It does not matter that you are white. It does not matter if you are male or female. It does not matter. A couple of years ago, I was listening to a radio DJ uh, by the name of Neil Bortz. Many of you may have heard him. Uh, he used to come on Atlanta Radio for a very long time. And since then, he has retired and moved on to other things. But um, he made a statement on his show one day that really blew my mind. And he said, along the lines of, he said, Look up voting rights in the president of the United States election, and you will see that you have none. And I was I looked at my radio Like I was actually looking at him Like what is he talking about Of course I can vote um, In the U.S. presidential election And he said He looked He said look it up You go look it up So I looked it up And everyone I'm going to tell you That I found out that I don't have A legal right to vote In the presidential election And I was stirred up, and I was surprised. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, this can't be. I'm a natural-born citizen. I'm a natural-born U.S. citizen. I was born in Savannah, Georgia. I have a natural-born right to vote for my president. Turns out, I don't. And guess what, people? Neither do you. And some of you are surprised and asking, what am I talking about? Well, I looked it up. People, there is nothing in the Constitution there is nothing in the amendments. There is nothing in the Bill of Rights that says that states that any uh, American citizen has the legal right to vote for president of the United States. We do not have the legal right to vote for president of the United States. Now, I remember back in 2000 when you had the president race for uh george bush and you had the race for al gore and we all know as you know all that ha- what happened with that george bush wins the office and i you know that what people tell me you need to vote you need to vote you need to vote so i went out and voted and i will be out for this one i'm going to tell you i voted for um al gore and i see the election what happened and i felt very very um, cheated. I felt like I got punched in the gut. I felt I got lied to because people kept saying that my vote matters. Your vote matters. If you don't vote, you can't make a change. And I went out and did that and voted for my candidate. And I, my candidate won, had more popular votes than George Bush. But George Bush still won the election. Now, granted, there was some uh chicanery going on in Florida as far as uh votes, uh. Casted votes or what have you But nonetheless And not to mention um, Al Gore did concede the race To um, uh, George Bush But um, I felt very very deceived Because I voted My candidate won the more More votes popular votes But his opponent still won the office And That really deterred me from voting Ever ever again But I did vote of course Again after that but, um, so I did some digging And I did some digging as uh, And at court we've seen as well This past election with Hillary Clinton Having more popular votes But Donald Trump still won the office So when I tell you this And this is going to shock people And I don't mean this to be funny To discourage or be anything like that I'm just giving you all the truth And when the truth is this, ladies and gentlemen that when it comes to voting for president of the united states based on the way the system is set up you i'm sorry your vote does not count your vote does not matter someone's asking big norm how can you say that with everything going on i'll tell you how i can say that Because in order for me to say that, I have to understand how the process works. Okay. In the United States, you have two voting mechanisms, two voting systems. You have the popular vote and you have the electoral vote. Now, the electoral vote goes like this. There are, in my state of Georgia... There are, I'm sorry. First of all, there are a total of 538 electors in the state, in the, in the country, in the United States. Georgia has 16 of the electoral college votes. Now, each state's number is equal is the combined total of that state's membership in the Senate and House of Representatives. So we have a total between the House and Senate 16 elected officials. So we get 16 electoral electoral college votes. Other states have less. Other states have some, but Georgia has, for example, 16. In order to run president of the United States, you need 270 of those electoral votes in order to win the presidency. Anyone who gets the first candidate who gets their first will be declared the winner. If both, somehow, and I don't think this ever happened, both reach 270, then of course, the one who has the most electoral votes wins. Now, the popular vote, has been around a lot a uh, lot uh the electoral vote has been around a lot longer than the popular vote. The popular vote came up many, many years ago when citizens said expressed they wanted to participate in the presidential election. Well this case this case went all the way to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court stated that they were not going to get involved in deciding uh if the uh, residents, the citizens of the respective state can vote they left that up to the individual state states so as you know the states uh, eventually approved it creating the popular vote so they gave the citizens of the united states the opportunity to cast their vote as who they want as their president of the united states okay now here's where things get a little dirty election day you have all 50 states voting, and for the state of Georgia, Georgia is is predominantly has been for the most part throughout the history of elections, particularly the president, has been a red state Republican. I think the one time, the one few times it did not go red was maybe one time during Clinton, and I think during the Obama administration, one time during the Obama administration. But nevertheless, um, when you go vote. Now listen closely ladies and gentlemen When you go vote this is what happens You go to your poll And you fill out all your information You get an ID You do all this registration To where you can vote In the president election, presidential election You cast your vote Now these votes are counted up They are tallied up However whether it be by machine Hand count Whatever the case may be Okay. Now in the case of Hillary Clinton If I'm correct they said she had about Maybe 11,000 more votes Popular votes than um, Donald Trump So those votes came From people who actually went out And voted uh, For Hillary Clinton Now we go to The electoral side The electors Of each state Decide who is president Of the United States Now what traditionally you would think or should happen is that the people citizens of georgia the people of georgia have casted their vote and let's say let's say for example um for governor i'm sorry for president let's say for example this uh past election let's say georgia went blue instead of red let's say it went went democratic okay now the peoples have spoken based on the districts the primaries the polls that majority of people resident state said they wanted the democratic candidate to which will be Hillary Clinton, to be present. okay? Now, what's supposed to happen, what you would think would happen is that the electors would cast their ballot based on what the people have spoken for that respective candidate. So if the state of Georgia went blue this past election, the electors would, being representatives of the state of Georgia, would in turn cast their ballot, their vote, as for the Democratic candidate. Here's where the problem lies, everyone. Listen to me very, very closely. Remember, it's electors that win the office of POTUS. You could have an elector or electors in your state, and your state could go, for example, Democratic. But if your electors in your state are diehard, loyal Republicans, they're going to cast their vote Republican No matter what the people say. And they're not legally obligated to cast their vote based on the will of the people. They choose who decides. They choose who gets into office. So it doesn't matter how many times you vote or who you put down. These electors have already made up their minds to vote for their respective candidate so when i figured that out i felt real 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 angry and disgusted about it because for years i have been told and we said go out and vote go out and vote go out and vote and i felt cheated and here we are once again uh once again same situation people are upset now now people are upset and angry want to do what with the electoral college well ladies and gentlemen tell you something the electoral college isn't going anywhere and i'm going to explain i'm just going to share just a little bit of knowledge that uh i was able to get i'm not saying i'm some guru on anything but i started to do just a little bit of research and kind to of find out neil boris was right and i'm going to explain to you how i know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you do not have a constitutional right to participate to vote for the potus, POTUS. um do you, I want I, to I, I understand something, people. You have to understand, first and foremost, what type of government, what kind of country we are in, okay? Now, we are, and I have to drop some knowledge. I've done this before on a previous episode, I'm going to bring it back. The United States, as much as we talk about it, the United States is not, I repeat, is not a democracy, The United States of America is not a democracy, people. Understand that someone, I'm I'm really, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm blowing somebody's mind right now, but the United States of America is not a democracy. What are you talking about, Big Norm? The United States of America, this country is built on republic. Norman, you can't be serious. I can't be serious? Let me recite something to you. See if this sounds familiar. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. Watch this, and to the republic for which it stands. It didn't say anything about dem- democracy. It didn't say anything, and to the democrat, and to the democracy for which it said. It said, "And to the republic for which it stands." So, what am I saying? Very, very simple people that ask yourself one question. Do you really, really think that this American government, the way it stands now, would trust someone like you or me to make a conscious decision to put the right person in office as far as leading the nation, the commander in chief? Do you really think the government would leave that responsibility solely to the American people? Are you crazy Of course they would not Why? Because we're too fickle Our feelings change like we change our underwear We can vote for some of the dumbest reasons We'll support people for some of the dumbest reasons Half the time when we do vote people We don't know anything about the candidate Other than the fact that they're Republican Or other than the fact that they are Democrat. So if they're a Democrat, they oppose the Republicans. So well, surely I don't like the Republicans. So I'm going to vote for this Democrat, not even knowing what that Democrat even stands for. Just because you're a Democrat doesn't mean doesn't make you the best qualified person. Just because you're a Republican, even Libertarian, doesn't mean that you're the best qualified person. But do you really think the American government is going to leave that responsibility, leave that task solely to the American people to make a good decision, a just decision, an unbiased decision? You must be out of your mind. You must be out of your mind. That's why the electors have been put in place. Now, give you some further information about the electors and everything. Now, once the electors have made their decision, guess what? Do you all know that they can come back and change that decision uh, later on in the year? What do you mean, Norman? Okay. On the first Monday after the second Wednesday in December, which is about six weeks after the election, the electors convene in their respective state capitals as prescribed by the 12th Amendment to vote for president and on a separate ballot for vice president. An elector may vote for whomever he or she wishes for each office, provided that at least one of their votes, president or vice president, is for a person who is not a resident of the same state as themselves. Okay, so that means the electors can come back after they have voted. For example, once Donald Trump was declared the winner on election day, the day after, or election night, the electors could have come back in December and said, you know what, I want to change my vote. And they could have easily switched their vote over to Hillary Clinton. But they didn't, as we obviously can see. So not only do the electors Have the power and the authority To elect presidents They have the power and the authority To change that before The candidate is even sworn Into office And some people I know I'm blowing somebody's mind And somebody's saying Tell me right now That I am dead wrong Well look it up for yourself People Look it up for you I, When I was And there's something that On your board said That I will I will always remember He said anything that you hear and i'm saying i'm applying this now to the everyday known podcast the everyday Known show anything that you hear on this show anything that you hear on this podcast don't believe a single word i say why because i want you you go do the research you go look up the information for yourself and then after you find out the information you make the determine you determine if what i'm saying is truthful or not but people your voice does not matter when it comes to voting for your president my voice does not matter i don't have the right so guess what if i decide if i decide come next presidential election that i decide that i not i decide not to vote guess what i'm not doing anything wrong you can't come tell me that i'm throwing away the sacrifices that people have made in order to get my vote because they never had a, they never had the right to vote to begin with and guess what people this is for white people too white black if you it it goes for every natural born citizen in the united states none of you none of us have a legal right to vote in the presidential election this is something that's being allowed by the government i'm gonna explain something to you all people explain something to you so you'll understand how this system works there's a big difference between democracy and republic democracy the people have the freedom to make decisions and do what they want. Or a public, the decisions already, are already made, but they want to think, have you think you are part of the process. So guess what? When Donald Trump threw his name in the president ballot, the electors already knew who they were voting for long before election day ever came. So the candidates can campaign, you can have your primary, you can have your debates, you can have all of that, but they already knew prior who they were going to vote for who they were going to support plain and simple so we can talk about russia and russia meddling i'm not saying that didn't happen i'm not saying it did happen um is it possible definitely possible the intelligence agencies have said there was some type of interference on russia part on what extent i'm not exactly sure but when it came to the electors they already had their minds made up people and how do I know that you don't have a constitutional right for everyone who's saying that I must be I'm somebody somebody must have spiked my uh, uh my sweet tea this morning. I'm going to tell you how. Go down to the state of Florida. State of Florida has a law in effect to where any convicted felon. And I'm not talking about the ones that are in jail because if you're in jail. You lost your right to vote. You don't have the right, to, the, uh, the right to vote if you are currently incarcerated, but. Any convicted felon who is out of jail, any convicted felon loses their right to vote in the presidential election. If this was unconstitutional, people, guess what? Each and every convicted felon could take their case all the way to the Supreme Court and say that my constitutional rights are being violated because I am not being allowed to vote for the president of the United States. But there is no such case because it doesn't exist. Now, if what Florida was doing unconstitutional, it could easily be reversed. But since it can't be reversed because it's not constitutional, the state of Florida is well within their right. And guess what? What's to stop any other state, Georgia, Texas, Minnesota, from doing the exact same thing? But if you don't believe me, go look it up for yourself. I encourage you to look it up for yourself. And once you understand that this country is a republic and not a democracy, then things will start to fall in place for you. Remember people, knowledge is power. And the more you know, the further you go. That's why I am stressing the need for each and every one of us to go out and vote this coming november for our governors and any other positions that are up for grab just because it's the president don't mean it's not it's not because just because it's not the president doesn't mean it's not important if you do not like what's going on in the white house and a lot of us don't this is where we get Together and we vote for the next senators, the next representatives, the next congressmen. Those who feel, those who represent what our values are and what concerns us, and going to take those to the White House and not just accept anything that the president throws out. And I will say this: now we currently have a Congress that is controlled, House and Senate that's controlled by Republicans. And I've always and I've said this before. It doesn't matter if it's Republican or Democrat. No one party should have absolute control from the White House, the House, and the Senate, because that is too much power. They can pass anything they want to, and since they're the majority, they will have little to no opposition. Now, in all likelihood, uh, nominee uh, Kavanaugh for the Supreme Court more likely will get confirmed because the way the system works, if the uh, those who are deciding can't agree, it goes up there, to, to the president, vice president, and they'll be the deal breaker. And so more likely he will be confirmed. I'm not seeing anything that would qualify him to become a Supreme Court judge based on the confirmation hearings I've been watching and hearing. But nevertheless, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. So... People, this is where you have the opportunity to make your voice heard. And if you don't vote, if you don't exercise your constitutional right, your state given right to vote for your governor, your uh, secretary of state, agriculture and all that, all those positions, then keep your mouth shut. Keep your mouth shut, because if you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. If you think that your voice doesn't count, your vote won't count. And by all means, don't vote. Don't vote. As far as your local elections go but this is your opportunity. So let's get out there and vote. I don't care if you are Republican or you are Democrat, just go out and vote, make your voice heard. And if you wanna know how to find out what candidate is best uh, for you, I would encourage people to do this. Uh, Get a piece of paper and write down all the things that affect you in your everyday world. What things are facing, so security, Uh, Medicare, uh, criminal justice reform, health care, all of these things, write them down as far as what 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 uh, concerns you in this country that you would like to see addressed and fixed. Now, once you do that, look at the candidates and find out where they stand on the issues that concern you. And whoever best lines up with the issue that concern you and their policy to uh, change these uh, change the current situation of these issues that concern you, then that should be the candidate that you endorse. Now, when I say this, you may be a Democrat, but if the Republican has better ideas. And supports what you look for, then that may be something you need to consider. You know, because at the end of the day, we need to get rid of this, uh, need to get past this uh, loyalty to party because party is never loyal to us. Like I said, I've done an episode on this political blind loyalty. I told you that uh, years ago, at one point for black America, the Republican Party was a party of choice, but an incident happened back in, I think, 1960 during the campaign of Richard Nixon and John Kennedy that changed. The outlook of both parties to where a majority of black people are now Democrat does not mean that the Democrat has our best interests at heart. It's just that that's the party that most black people have decided to align themselves with with. But remember, people, I told you this is about politics, meaning everything is strategic. Everything is strategic. So. People get out and vote but i want to drop that subject uh i I didn't really want to talk about because i know it's a hard pill to swallow um and um a lot of people aren't aware of this but once again there's nothing in the constitution the bill of rights the amendments that says that you have a legal right to vote for your president of the united states that is not that is not up to you the electors do that the government don't trust you and trust me to make a conscious unbiased impartial decision on who is best to represent the country united best uh represent the president united states because they know that a lot of women out there will vote for a woman because she's a woman a lot of the government knows a lot of people a lot of black people will vote for a black man because he is a black man a black woman because he is a black woman a white person because they are white they know this so they do not trust you do not trust me to make an intelligent conscious unbiased decision on who should run the uh who should be commander in chief they will never leave that decision up to you and me that's why you have the electoral college that's why the electoral college has been around for so long and that's why the electoral college will stay it will not be going anywhere anytime soon so once you get that into your head and wrap that around your brain things will become much clearer to you, okay? But once again, midterm elections are upon us. Election day is November 6th, uh, 2018. Go down the list one more time. The governor's race between Brian Kemp and Stacey Abrams. You have Lieutenant Governor Sarah Riggs Amico AMCO, going against Jeff Duncan, Attorney General, Republican incumbent uh, Sam Olins, and a Democratic Democratic opposed are not yet been declared secretary of state you have republican incumbent gary black going against the democrat fred swan commissioner of agriculture republican incumbent gary black insurance of safety fire commissioner ralph, republican ralph hudgens versus libertarian donnie foster Commission of Labor, Republican incumbent Mark Butler, state superintendent of schools. If you don't like the way the school system is going, and trust me, everybody should be voicing their opinion on that as far as the Georgia school system. You have Republican incumbent Richard Woods. Okay, now these are the positions. Those are the candidates you have an opportunity to make your voice heard people find out where your polling places are make sure you are registered make sure you have all the information you needed to where you will not be denied make sure that when you are casting your vote you are looking reviewing your choices before finally submitting because once it has been submitted you cannot re-vote again so this is very very important people so we want everyone to come out and and have a good time show their support for their respective candidate and we want to make our voices heard in the state of georgia so with that said that's going to be my bit for today's episode and there it is okay so i want to thank everyone for tuning into the show um i got Another episode coming up real real soon So uh, I thank each and every one of you For listening to the Everyday Norm show And People, I understand everything that I say people don't agree with, not they won't agree with, and that's fine. We can agree to disagree without being disagreeable. I encourage any type of dialogue, any type of feedback that you have for me in reference to any of the episodes of Everyday Norm Podcast. Let's talk about it. That's why I'm here. I am not a one-sided person. I'm willing to listen to all sides, give you an opportunity to speak your mind, okay? So I want to thank everyone for the uh, opportunity to come into your home via phone via computer via in your car and listen to the everyday norm podcast this has truly been a blessing i'm having a tremendous amount of fun but i can't do this without each and every one of you so i thank each and every one of the supporters the viewers the listeners for making the everyday norm podcast what it is today and i think always always praise honor and glory goes to the almighty god that's going to do it for my show today i will leave you with these parting words let's look upward and not downward let's go forward and not backward always lend a helping hand in jesus name amen god bless you each and everyone happy 20th anniversary to me and my wife and we're going to celebrate have a good time and you all take care i will see you god willing when i see you